Hello, everybody. It's Andrea Levoff here on my show where I interview dope-ass people and we talk about dope-ass shit on my dope-ass podcast. And today I have in my closet, live in the studio, boom, 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 Joel. Joel, if you guys know me, and if you don't, now you're going to know, you're going to learn today that Joel is, he's a VIP in the dope-ass mom entourage. He is a friend. He is a trainer. He's a nutritional lifestyle consultant. And he is, he's just a VIP in my life. Like if I was Kevin Hart, he would be in my posse. He'd be one of the guys, one of the girls, not a girl, but you know, one of the guys. I'd have girls and guys and he'd be one of the guys in my posse that I would travel with if I could figure out a way to hire him full time just to be around me and to work out together. I would do that. Um, but that's, yeah, that's in the future. That's in the future plan. So Joelle's here today and we talk about all the, you know, nutritional things. We talk about skinny bitch syndrome. We talk about working out. And Joel really did transform my body. Like he changed my body shape. I will actually, I will, I will show you guys a before and after. Um, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in before kids. And it is because of him. He really did change my life. And the way I eat and the way I think about diet and the way I approach working out. And this is the review that I heard from another mom that worked out with him way before me. And I was like, who is this person? Is he like a, a you know, enlightened master? And in many ways he is. So I'm so excited that I convinced him to come to the studio, <laughs> my closet, because he, you know, he wasn't super you know, he loves me, but he wasn't super excited about being on the podcast because it's just not his thing. You know, he's a behind the scenes kind of dude. He doesn't have social media. He kind of, you know, he likes to like play it below the radar. So, so happy that he's here and I hope to have him back and we talk about some great stuff. So I'm excited and yeah, let's do this. Just a small little show note for you guys. After this week, we are switching to an every other week cadence because we're going to start doing longer episodes and I want you guys to have two weeks to really digest everything. So no longer once a week. I'll still be posting all the time on Instagram, but I just wanted to let you guys know that it will be every other week from here on out until further notice, longer episodes. So get ready, guys. Um, well, thanks for having me. It's nice to be in this closet. Um, yeah. This is quite a closet. It's becoming it's, famous, I feel. It really is. I mean, there's like a desk in here. Well, is that a bowling alley? Like, yeah. it is quite a closet, Andrea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being here. I know this is not in your normal wheelhouse, so I, I appreciate you coming. And we worked out this morning, and we talked about what we were going to talk about, and I feel like you're comfortable. Yeah, well, <laughs> this will be interesting. Let's see. Um, so we started um, – let me just do a little introduction for people, you know, people that are close to me know who you are, but not everybody does. And so we started working together about three and a half years ago. And the way I found you was through a woman that was training with you. And she basically was just raving about you, how you just kind of changed our life. And I didn't really understand at the time. I was like, wait, how, this is a trainer. Like, I don't understand. But you're more than a trainer, really. And um, I don't know what the term is, but there's we need to invent one. Yeah, the term I'm currently using is wellness consultant, but yeah. I really don't have a good, no matter what, it just, you know, obviously I'm very pretentious anyway, but as you already <laughs> know, but, but right, I mean, I'm doing 
there's definitely training. There's a lot of nutrition. And then there's also just a whole lifestyle situation that we work on. Right. So it is a lifestyle. Wellness consultant. Wellness consultant. And so you you really customize. I think I'm not going to go into the details because you can't because it's so customizable. But I came to you and we met together and you asked me to give you a landscape of what I was currently doing. Right. And at that point, I think I diagnosed you with skinny bitch syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was diagnosed. And it was sad. It was a sad day. And skinny bitch syndrome, I say it completely affectionately. Right. Um, but I think you and um, and certainly a lot of the folks that come to see me struggle with this syndrome, which is basically you've been a skinny bitch all your life and you can kind of get away. You have great genes. You can kind of get away um, with whatever lifestyle you choose, um, lots of drinking, lots of eating. Um, and then, you, you know, maybe you have a wedding coming up, your friend's uh, event or something, and you decide, all right, on Thursday, I'll eat an apple. And then on Friday, I'll have a pear. And then I'll show up to the wedding and And then I'll cry over some almonds. What was that? I'll lick some almonds. (laughs) Right. So I think, you know, those are all the tricks that used to work. But then, you know, a lot of times women have kids and your bodies change and your metabolism changes. And then we get older and our metabolism changes even more. And all of a sudden the tricks stop working. The skinny Um, bitch tricks. Right. All those tricks and those ways of exercising. For some people, it all actually works, right? Like working out five days a week. Um, gets them these results, but then they start seeing that, oh, wait, it's not it's not staying. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable. Um, or they injure themselves out. And so at that point, um, sometimes someone finds out about me and um, the innovations that we do. And, and I think people, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, always, but I think people kind of see their friends transforming and then sort of be like, what's that bitch up to? Right. Kind of secretly right. for a while. For sure. And then they don't believe when yeah. she says what she's yeah. actually doing because you get to eat whatever you want and you right. work out less, but you look better than you ever have. Right. So it can cause some friendship friction for a while. <laughs> friendship friction. <laughs> I like that. Did you coin that term? I, I guess I just did. <laughs> so with the, what is the food log? What do you, You've seen a lot of these food logs or these what people are doing and- you don't you know, judge. Was, like, you actually approach it with no judgment. I didn't yeah, realize you I were judging so. it until much later. For sure. I mean, I really I really feel like people are so sincere. And I think so many folks are just trying really hard to kind of make sense of all the noise that's out there in terms of health and fitness. Mm-hmm. And then in their own logs, you know, and I was really endeared to your to you, obviously, but like your log. I mean, like you're really trying. Like you're trying to be healthy. Like what kind? I don't remember. Um, like what kinds of things was um, I doing? You know, my memory was just like there were definitely food choices where I'm like, I can't imagine she really wanted to eat that. But, you know, sounds it like she be like thought that was 9 a, a healthy thing. Um, McDonald's. Uh, breakfast sandwich, right. 10 a.m. This was 4th of July, by the way. Two margaritas, uh, guac and chips, um, quesadilla, right. and then 7 p.m., like grilled chicken salad. Right. But you would yeah. feel like, oh, well, it's been hours since lunch, so now I can have dinner. And I think, right. you know, in your ways, you're like trying to figure out like what's a healthy balance, but still have the fun that you want to have. Right. Um, I mean, yours was funny because I just remember reading the first day and at the end of the day, when I got the end of the day, I was like, oh, that's really cool. must have been her birthday. And then the next day it hits and I'm like, oh, wow, maybe it was her kid's birthday. And, you know, by come the end of the week, I'm like, all right, well, it can't be this many relatives having birthdays. You're like, day three, she must have won an Oscar or <laughs> right. she's celebrating something amazing. She got a book deal. Like, right. or, yeah. So I'm like, obviously, this girl likes to celebrate. 
Right? Yeah, I do. I feel like that's a big that's a big part of who I am. I do like to celebrate. And so I felt like my job was to I think why you were coming to me was like, how can I still be someone that celebrates but reach my fitness and health goals? Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why you actually decided to work with me was I said, hey, it sounds like you don't really like to work out as much <laughs> and you don't really have to. <laughs> And then I said, oh, and by the way, it sounds like, um, you know, on this program, anyone can have bread, you can have pasta. In your case, you really want to have Taco Bell. Right. And so we were like, all right, let's figure out how Andrea is going to have mean, Taco Bell. I mean, any program that lets me have Taco Bell occasionally, I I just, I still don't believe it. Right. And obviously there's like a ton of yeah. hard work and you have yeah. worked really hard. I have. Um, and done an amazing job of integrating yourself into this a system that, I hope, you know, you feel, doesn't feel super hard to do at this point. It does not. It doesn't feel super hard. It's like, it's actually freeing to have this, um, you know, I've been some through some things in my life and as we all do and the years go up and down and it's nice to have like a solid base of like how I take care of myself. Okay. So let's talk about this. Um, how do you figure that in that people can eat whatever they want? How does that work? I think, you know, if we you, were to... How can you to, have a healthy diet with french fries? Sure. You know, I think the challenge is if we were to um, redefine the phrase weight loss. Let's start with that. Um, and we redefined it to losing body fat and keeping it off for more than a year. If we were to do that, you know, pretty much the entire diet industry falls apart. Oh, absolutely. Right? And even the fitness industry. Yeah. Because most things don't allow for that. A diet, 5% of the people that do a diet will be able to keep going a year after. Mm -hmm. So for us, you know, it was really figuring out, I want something sustainable. And if someone is passionate about Taco Bell and you tell them, well, you can't have it, then that's just not going to be sustainable. Right. So it's figuring out, it's looking at someone's entire life mm-hmm. and figuring out what are you passionate about? What do you want to be intentional about? Mm-hmm. And how do we build this in a way where you can have the things that you're passionate about, but still reach the goals that you want, still give your body the message that, hey, you don't have to be freaked out. You can like feel safe. And right. when the body feels safe, it's going to let go of excess body fat. Right. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign up again. I, where's my contract? I'll right. re-renew. <laughs> and part of it was the whole mindful eating piece, right? right. Which I feel like you've really come to master. Because um, there's the time, there's eating for what our body needs. And then there's also eating for um, what our emotions are making us think we need, right? right? And so I think a lot of what is important to work on is our relationship with food in terms of how we use food to soothe our emotions, um, yeah. And so that's something I just feel like in our society where there's a lot of talk about the science, there's a lot of talk about what's in a protein, what's in a fat, but we're still not really discussing um, our relationship. Um, I remember um, about 10 years ago, I had a tragedy and I was feeling intense feelings of anger and sadness. And so I went to the store and I bought myself a pack of Oreos, you know, one of those giant packs. And I went home and I ate um, each one until it was done. And I knew what I was doing. I knew I was trying to soothe my sadness and anger with the food. Um, but, you know, and that's an extreme example. But, you know, we all have a relationship to food where when we're having feelings, we want to soothe them with food. And it's an amazing thing to kind of sit back 
and examine um, when we're doing that and learn the cues of like, oh, wait, right now I want to eat because I am feeling sad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then helping, I think, you know, what we've talked about a lot is like, well, what are other ways that we can soothe ourselves? Um, and a lot of times just identifying why you're eating can be so helpful um, in terms of, rec- as far as recognizing the difference between, oh, I'm eating because I'm feeling something versus I'm eating because I'm hungry. Right. Um, I've actually noticed too, a lot of parents talk to me about, you know, the hours after school when they are in carpool. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're feeling sadness or anger, but it can just be boring for mm-hmm. some people. And I think boredom is a state of mind and it's a feeling Especially that with parents parenting can be so boring. right there can be a monotony sometimes yeah, right. and so and then people leads people to eating habits that don't help them towards their goals mm-hmm. right and so it's an amazing thing when you sort of identify that and then come up with tools and habits around it that support you moving out of boredom as opposed to staying in boredom, but layering it with your kids' snacks. Right. The uh, cheddar bunnies are my favorite. I can only imagine. (laughs) I think, too, I remember one time, I think I was going through a period where it was really stressful with the kids at home at night, and I was eating in stress. I was stress eating. I mean, I I wasn't eating what I shouldn't or more than I should or anything like that, but it was just like, the act of eating was not enjoyable. And you suggested that I meditate in the evenings before I ate. And that made a huge difference because then I was like sort of approaching it in a calm way rather than yelling, 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 do this, do that, do that. And also like shoving my face with whatever it was that I was eating at the time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously like someone with a master's in spiritual psychology, meditation is going to appeal to them. So it's like, Finding out those yeah. custom tricks for right. someone that really helps them redefine their relationship. Right, completely. It's just, it's interesting how, and I don't, I mean, you've probably seen this more than I have, but how people grow up and how certain like family situations going home for the holidays can trigger people to eat Definitely. more or to eat different kinds of foods or just the way our families and our close um, circles of friends affect how we eat. I've, for sure. I've really observed that um, friends and family oftentimes can have a very difficult introduction mm-hmm. to someone making positive lifestyle changes that's for so themselves. Interesting. And not just with eating. I feel like that's with a lot of things. Like For sure. I remember someone explaining it to me like if you're looking at a bucket full of crabs and one crab tries to like climb out how the other crabs – Trying to pull you like down, pull yeah. Pull them back in, right? And even and it's because, not even consciously, right? It's not conscious. I think yeah. a lot of times, but it's it brings up people's own issues right. within themselves, and it's hard to see someone doing something that makes you then question, well, do I need to be doing this, or makes you feel bad about your choices, right? And so it takes a lot of courage, I think, when someone is says to themselves and to those around them, like, look, I'm making these decisions because I want to reach a new goal. Right. Um, and I want to take care of myself. Um, but what I have found also is that over time, people come to accept like this is the new you now. And you're not met with that sort of same um, yeah. suspicion. Yeah, people either accept it or you say peace out. Um, but I definitely have had like, you know, situations where, you know, like a close friend of someone who's working with me will ask her friend, all right, well, just tell me everything he's saying and I'm going to do it. 
And, you know, because this is so customized, you know, what may work for one person is certainly not going to work for someone else. And so, I mean, I've had situations where she asks for it and then the friend's like, look, it's not going to work for you because it's not customized. And she's like, no, no, just give me everything. So she gives her everything and then that person starts gaining weight. And then she, it's like a mean girl situation where she accuses her friend of like sabotaging her. That's actually brilliant. Um, (laughs) I mean, it was, it was a whole crazy situation. That is so funny. And so, yeah, so you, cause it's like that time, I don't know how I found this out, but you, you might've said something about someone being able to have chocolate at some point in a different way or situation. Yeah, you were like mad. And I was, right. I'm still, I'm, I'm still mad. I actually right. want to talk about it right now. Why can't I have it in the morning? Like, why can't I do that? Cause I'm I mean, different. My body, my metabolism's different. Right. I mean, there's like so much that goes yeah. into that, but you know, we make a really special space for Taco Bell in your life. Right. So <laughs> you need to decide who you're faithful to. Right. You can't slut out on all the different types of right. crazy foods. I'm not that are out so there. much a dessert person. I'm a savory person. Right. So hence Taco Bell really yeah. works for you. And we were talking about that. Like I asked you the other day if 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 it was better to be a savory person or a sweet person. And you said that it didn't matter. That one wasn't worse than the other. Right. It's really finding out, like, what is your relationship with food Mm -hmm. and what does your body need Mm -hmm. so that you can get to your goals? Right. And so let's talk about alcohol, because I know that's something that um, we discuss a lot and I'm always... I think you feel your body needs it sometimes. (laughs) I do. I had... So I, I have had a period of sobriety for the last 30, 45 days. Yeah, it's tremendous. 47, no one's counting. Nice job, Andrea. And I feel amazing. And I think one of my fear, and so let me back up and say that when I was drinking, it wasn't, I am lucky enough to not have an, it's it's not that I have an addiction. I'm lucky enough to be able to say, I'm just going to try this out and see For how sure. it is. It's not something that, I know there's people that really struggle with this, so I don't want to, you know, make that, you know, less than it is. But so I've I've chosen, and I'm lucky enough to have chosen to give this up, to do this experiment. And one of my biggest fears was that it was going to be so boring, you know, that it wasn't going to like be fun or somehow this life of even keel amazing right. you sleep. Even, you were worried about going to Miami and sitting yes. at the pool. Right. And, and I told you I told and you you're so good because you talk me through these things and we talk about them often before they happen, which is great. And um I said that when I see a pool, I don't know what I'm gonna do because when I see a pool, I want a glass of rose, I think is what I said. And right. you said that's interesting because when I see a pool, I think I'm gonna get wet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So we <laughs> we have these triggers. Right. And I guess they're associations, right? So when you see a pool, alcohol is part of enjoying a pool. In um, my pa- in the past. In the past. Mm-hmm. And I think now when you see a pool, I imagine you just see photographers <laughs> taking pictures of you. That's what it seems like <laughs> to be the new association. Um but yeah, so that's with- a better that's a healthier maybe I'm a huge fan. I yep. mean, that's way better for my job. Than right. dealing with the, <laughs> with the margaritas. Um, but if you want, you know, the skinny on alcohol, what's really interesting is, um, you know, there's certain things. The one banned substance in my program is um, soda, um, just because it's so ridiculously bad for people. Right. And it's just so hard to get someone to get to the goals that they want. Um, right. But with alcohol, you're actually, um, if someone wants to have a drink every day, Right. Like we that's part of their we can make that part of their program. Right. right. Um, and it, so what's the science behind that? And when you say one drink, what do you mean? Sure. 
So the science, so the challenge with alcohol is really um, a molecule called ethanol, which in different doses, different amounts, and it affects people differently, it becomes toxic. Okay. So when you have something toxic in your body, obviously that's bad for you. Um, but it also, your body is not going to be able to focus on fat burning because now it's got to focus on getting rid of this toxin. Right. right. So your fat burning is going to be put on hold. Um, the challenge also with the ethanol and the way it makes you feel is it then reduces your um, your ability to make better food choices for yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's why you find I find myself probably most people when you're drinking a lot you don't you don't have that shut off like oh you know what I'm actually I'm actually good I need to stop right and like, you can't blame and someone salsa. totally and you can't yeah. blame someone for having willpower at that point because right. that's what the ethanol is doing to them right right. Um, Another challenge with alcohol is it affects your sleep. And a lot of people use alcohol as a sleep aid because it knocks them out. Mm -hmm. What science has actually shown us is that it's not, it's knocking you out the way if I took a club right now and just knocked you out. Now, when we actually sleep, we have, there's so many different processes that are restorative to the body. And one of them is fat burning. Um, but you got to go experience the deep stages of sleep. And when you have that kind of alcohol in your body, you miss out on all that deep sleep. Mm -hmm. So so even though you're passing out, it, you're having an easier time falling asleep, perhaps. Right. But how often have you woken up and the, you're tossing and turning? It's exactly. You wake up at 3 you're not getting that deep sleep. You've got dry mouth. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know this so personally. I, do. I, just, I appreciate <laughs> having someone that has such a intimate relationship with alcohol <laughs> and its effects. <laughs> but anyway, so what's fascinating is you end up missing out on the fat burning, mm -hmm. even though you think you have fallen, had sleep that night and this thing had helped you fall asleep. Um, another issue with alcohol is there's so much stuff in the media about this compound called resveratrol, which yeah. is in alcohol. Right. So good um, for you. It's good for I your think heart. earlier on you sent me an, a link with some article saying- I did. I got so excited because I saw this be amazing. Like, fake news Facebook thing that said <laughs> right. like, this just in, you know. Right. And the challenge with resveratrol is, you know, the studies that- um, show that it helps with longevity were done in mice. Got it. And um, the there's just no way you could ever have the amount of resveratrol in alcohol mm -hmm. to get the doses that you would need to see the benefits. So because mice are so tiny. Because yes, their metabolisms are very different mm -hmm. than our than mm -hmm. ours. Um, so that's exactly right. So um, there's really I can't think of a good reason to mm -hmm. um, have alcohol especially the way people drink. I mean, one of the challenges is I'll say to someone, all right, well, you can have a drink every day. Right. And they're like, all right, let's negotiate. I don't want to, I'll not drink all week, mm -hmm. but I want to have three to five drinks on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And the reason that does not work at all is for what I've just said with the ethanol levels, you get the toxic levels and you get the fat burning that gets put on hold. All of that's happening in that night that's affecting you for the whole week. Right. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you just have it once a day, you don't get any of those. Because you're not having the effects. toxicity is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. And keeping in mind that an appropriate um, amount, since you asked, Andrea, mm -hmm. is four ounces for a glass of I wine. I thought it was five this whole I time. I know. That's a Chicago thing maybe. Or yeah. uh, maybe just the friends that you have thing. I don't know. <laughs> it is four ounces. Um, but people argue with me about this all the time. So you're not alone. Now, What's interesting, though, is when we talk about sustainability, yeah. right? There's so many diets out there that just cut alcohol out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
don't you know, Americans, like, this is not going to be sustainable. You can't just cut it out, mm-hmm. right? The reason we're doing one a day, if someone wants that, is because so many times when you finish your day and you have a nice glass of wine or you sip on a glass of scotch, what's happening is you're de-stressing. Right. And you're you know taking that edge off. And what's likely happening is your cortisol levels are dropping, which will then help you have great sleep, which is incredibly restorative. And there's amazing science on just how restorative and what, what's happening with sleep. Um, this is actually a great podcast by Dr. Matthew Walker. Mm-hmm. Walker. It's not a podcast. Sorry, a TED Talk. Mm-hmm. That's like 10, 15 minutes long that people could talk about out sleep. We'll to put that in the show notes. The benefits of sleep. Okay. But when you have that one drink and you actually get the better sleep because hopefully the cortisol levels are dropped, right? There may actually be a tremendous health benefit. Got right? it. Yeah. But we can't really study it because cortisol is very difficult to measure and very difficult to study. Is cortisol a hormone? It is. Okay. Right? Um, so it's very difficult to study this. And so I don't know how much science we're going to get on that specific relationship. Yeah. But I'm comfortable if we've made everything else neutral mm-hmm. and it seems like for some people it helps them relax mm-hmm. with that one drink, then there may be saying that there may be some benefit. That seems really appropriate. There's a benefit in that it's a stress relief for some people. Stress relief and hopefully likelihood of dropping cortisol. I think that would be great. Got it. Um, So that's where you find that balance. And then I think you found that over time you're like, okay, once a day you actually enjoy it and it's fine. And then now you're even experimenting with not having alcohol. Yeah. Um, Oh, I would say my relationship with alcohol. Completely. I mean, there there have – I mean, not lately, but there have been times in the past where I've consciously – and maybe unconsciously after a couple of tequilas decided to just go for it. Right. But those nights are few and far between now. But for sure. Whereas, and you can. I yeah. mean, that's the other thing is when people are following diets so rigidly, right. Right, that also makes it not sustainable. Right. Whereas we, if you can create a system where there's room for moments where you want to just have as many drinks with Ray Liotta as you can, <laughs> right, or whoever... <laughs> I just know that's your favorite movie. Um, so making sure that there's room for when it's someone's actual birthday to really celebrate and mm-hmm. then be able to go back to an integrated system so that they're not reaping the consequences that everybody else does, that's really powerful. And that makes it sustainable. And that makes you want to stick with the system that you have, right? And it makes I think it makes you enjoy, you know, when you have, you know, you have a limit to a glass of wine, you don't kind of just, you know, throw you it down the hatch. It. Right. You're sa- waiting I hope for you're the savoring next one. It, you're savoring right. it. You're drinking it. You're maybe, you know, doing the whole wine swirl and smelling it and all that. And you're not just unconsciously drinking it. Right. So, yeah. So it's becoming, um, you know, it's becoming the new year. It's January. People are really, you know, it's on their minds. What can I do? What can I, what life change am I going to make this year? So what are you, I'm sure you get asked all the time for tips and... I do. I mean, this question does come out, come up a lot. And, you know, so I really have no sexy answers you to don't. give. You don't. That's like, the my unfortunate stuff thing. My stuff is very much boring and but scientific. But it's science-based. <laughs> yeah. It works. Yeah. So I apologize. I don't have, um, you know, I know that some celebrities just eat baby food when they start the new year. I like, tried that. Right. So it's followed by two margaritas to wash it down. I nicely done. <laughs> so unfortunately, I don't have anything like that. You know, you my my I have two things. So the first thing I say is the thing that I've learned from working with so many women for so many years 
is it doesn't matter what decade you're in. It's really, it's very common for a woman to say to me, you know, I really wish I hadn't been so hard on myself 10 years ago. Like I actually looked pretty good and Mm -hmm. I actually felt pretty good. And it's just like, it's a shame that I didn't like enjoy that more. Right. Right. We're so hard on ourselves. So hard. And I think especially, you know, it seems like when women have kids and then they're, you know, looking back at that body of old and are so hard on their body now. I look horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, that's because we No, not really. But I mean, I think I look better than I did. I know I do. So... Right, I think that's because yeah. we we. That's because of Joel. He's taking. This is him taking credit. Right, this is and one, the... two, three, take and credit. Arrogance, right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. All right, all right. Anyway, I think it's really you know important when you're thinking about the new year to actually just look back at the previous mm-hmm. year and be proud of what you did, like whatever little thi- life habits that you've developed. Mm-hmm. Like pat yourself on the back and be like, you know what, that was great. Like maybe I used to you know, have a Diet Coke every, you know, other yeah. day. And then I stopped like, all right, that's great. You know, whatever thing you did or and the other thing I really think you should do is look in the mirror and find some part of your body that you can be excited about mm-hmm. and just be excited about it. I and like be like, that. you know what, I've yeah. done great or I just like this anyway. Yeah. And that's awesome. I know that man, maybe it sounds cheesy, but I really no, I think, think it's a very important habit to yeah, develop. I think we think somewhere along the way that we're going to get somewhere by that. It's actually we try to motivate ourselves in that negative way by like kind of beating ourselves up. And we and that does work for some amount of time. But I don't think people give the other way enough credit, which is being compassionate with yourself, being loving with yourself, being yeah, like and you celebratory, said, right? Celebratory, like, like yeah. Be in the present moment. Yeah. And be proud and celebratory of yeah. like who I like am at this Little kids, moment. I think, are naturally that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, I was in Ireland a few years ago and I was in a pub really late at night with a Drunk. bunch of people. Um, that was a night when, yeah, I yeah. did, was yeah. drinking quite a bit, actually. And it was funny. There was this Irish guy that, you know, he found out what I did and he said to me, he's like, look, I am not going to exercise and I'm not going to change how I eat. He's like, so what would you get, what would you say? Give me one thing for the laziest man that you've ever met. And it was funny, you know, he definitely was like the stereotype of an unhealthy or whatever you want to call, like just what you can picture a guy in a pub. But honest, which I really right, appreciate. Which I love. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I asked him a couple questions about, um, you know, his day. And then I said, okay, well, here's your tip. Don't eat after dinner. And he was like, he actually, he took it in. He's like, huh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Like that's something I might be able to do. Well, anyway, it was funny because like a few months later, I heard through the grapevine that he was actually like losing some weight. And then I think it was like three or four months later, he contacted me and he was like, hey, man, can you like give me some exercises? That's amazing. Did you give him exercises? I did. like, no, you have to be in Chicago. You have to come see me. You have to pass a couple tests. You have to be like a really attractive postnatal woman (laughs) to get any advice. (laughs) Can you imagine that guy like with his buddies late at night and they're like, come on, dude, let's go get some chips. And he's like, no, man, I can't. I can't eat after dinner. Right. He, but he made that he choice. He did it. Yeah. You know, keeping in mind that he's doing everything else that he was doing, right? <laughs> I can get a beer, man, but right. like no chips. But what I loved about that was here was someone who was not, totally resistant to exercise. Yeah. But had done one small change. Yeah. And then saw a benefit and then was starting to, was open then to adding exercise. One right? small change adding can change your life. Right. Yeah. So my tip is don't eat 
after dinner. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who already do that, then the challenge is why don't you try to eat dinner just a little bit earlier? Okay. And see how that works for you. Okay. Um, so that's my I love it. Unsexy don't advice. eat that's I think that's sexy. That's sexier than a lot of the advice. I mean, we can dress it up however we want, but it's not as sexy don't, as people on Instagram with like celery this, don't, juice, right? Don't eat after dinner. Right. <laughs> just don't eat after dinner. I just know I can't. Don't eat after with dinner. Instagram models and their celery juice. <laughs> but this is we're debunking this myth right here. We're starting right, right here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do something this year for yourself, be compassionate and don't eat after dinner. Don't eat after dinner. That's going to be the name of this episode. Joelle, thank you so much for coming to my closet and for taking the time out of your day. And Joelle is not on social media. I would tell you to follow him on Instagram, but he's not there. Right, if you're yeah, interested and you just can't, first of all, send me your feedback, send me your questions, because I'm going to try to get him back in the studio and we'll have some like, Q&As with him because You're he seems to be pushing boundaries by yeah, he's setting like something up without even He's doing the like about, hand underneath right? his throat thing right now but if you really really <laughs> are such a boundary pusher. It's amazing. <laughs> if you can I say this though if you if someone is really curious and wants to make a huge life change and is committed and ready contact me and we'll could maybe set something up. Yeah, I mean you can screen and yeah. they can see what yeah. a pain in the ass it is, it is too. a pain in the I mean, ass, but I it's worth it. really can't take on yeah. people, so you can we'll figure that out. We'll but, um, Contact me. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. I it was fun. This podcast was produced by Dante32.